All right, everybody. Good evening. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Week number three in the books. Giants uh, couldn't couldn't uh, take a 3-0 start uh, and tie the Eagles for first place last night. Hard-fought game in the Meadowlands. And uh, on to week four, Wiz. How you doing today? And uh, happy new year to everybody out there. Uh, Rosh Hashanah was uh, started on Sunday night and uh, into yesterday. So I uh, want to wish all of our Jewish brethren a very happy new year. Yeah, a uh, crazy week. Uh Injuries uh, becoming a little bit, uh, you know, more uh, prominent in week three to some key guys. Uh, some other players struggling severely in the top ten at the position. Uh, a couple of quarterbacks. And uh, I think we're going to have a little bit of a talk about, uh, at this point after week three, which ones, you know, are, uh, maybe some players that... Uh, you're really concerned about and which ones, um, you know, you still would want to hang on to or think they're, uh, they could still turn it around. But uh, I think after three weeks uh, looking at this, uh, I think that there's some concern for players uh, that I have maybe that uh, I didn't have after week one. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, you know, there's a couple of leagues where I'm off to a rough start, uh, 0-3 in a couple of leagues, a place I've not been in before. So uh, if you're asking me if I'm pressing the panic button, the answer is probably yes. Um, I think you have a couple of quarterbacks that are really performing at a, an extremely elite level, MVP level. I think the race between Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen is on at the moment. Um, you know, just some stunning games, obviously, again this week with a, a, a phenomenal prediction by you with the – Colts beating the Kansas City Chiefs, not only covering, but beating. Uh, yeah, but it's a strange start to the season. Was I think I have my concerns about a number of different players at, at every single position. Uh, as you mentioned, injuries uh, are, are becoming an issue. And and I think, you know, we, we, we got a better idea after a few weeks now, player usage and, and, and kind of what's happening uh, to have a better understanding and feel more confident about our views. So, so why don't we go to quarterback whiz? And I, I guess the first player that I think needs to be spoken about a quarterback. And I understand a little bit, um, first off, Aaron Rodgers getting used to a new group of receivers without Devonte Adams, uh, Tom Brady definitely without weapons, suspended Mike Evans this week, no Chris Godwin yet. The line is a concern. His personal life is a concern. Um, so those are two quarterbacks that that, that I think are, are, are definitely warrant some attention. I think more than anybody, though, is it's Russell Wilson at this point in time, who a lot of people believed would make a difference in Denver, and that has not been the case through three games. Yeah, so... Let's just put those three quarterbacks in, in one group. I think I think Aaron Rodgers' offense is going to be okay. I think the days of his being a top eight, top five fantasy quarterback are over. Um, I think their offense will be fine, and I think you know they'll they'll manage the offense well enough. But I, I just think so much of it at this point is is going to be run through Dylan and Jones, um, and some of these younger receivers like Dobbs and Christian Watson could come on as well. But I, I just think their offense is is not going to be the same where it's going to be explosive. I think Tampa Bay's offense will be fine. They're missing, you know, two of the top 10 or 12 receivers in football in Godwin and Evans. Evans was out with a suspension. Um, not really sure about Godwin. Maybe 
play this week, may miss another week or two. But I think when they get those two guys back, the way Russell Gage played, Julio Jones back, um, I think that offense will be fine. My biggest concern is Russell Wilson. Um, This does not look right. The head coach, you know, it's one thing to be watching replays with uh, on a tablet with Aaron Rodgers on the bench. It's another thing to have to, like, try and direct an offense and, and manage the game and the clock and when to go for it, when to kick field goals, what to do. He seems over his head. It may take a while, but I am really concerned about this offense and Russell Wilson. And uh, I, have, I have him as my starting quarterback in one league, and he is just – absolutely killed me through the first three weeks, just absolutely doing nothing. Um, I have a real concern that Russell Wilson way more than the other two quarterbacks mentioned. Uh, and, and I throw one more guy in there, Wiz, and, and, and that's uh, Kyler Murray. And I think he kind of falls into the same group with, with Rodgers and Brady in that he's missing so many key weapons on this team right now. Uh, and I'll, I, I would be a little bit patient with, Russell, with uh, Kyler Murray at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Rondo Moore. I mean, he just can't get off the ground, uh, Rondo Moore. But you know, you know, missing Hopkins as well, and you know, Kyle Murray. Um, you know, had that great comeback against the Raiders. But yeah, I mean, I, you got to wait for those two teams to have their weapons back. So, what do you do with Russell Wilson? I mean, if you have him, and then you have, let's say, is your other quarterback. Um, I don't know, as crazy as it sounds, Geno Smith, Mariota, Matt Ryan as your second quarterback in a, in a one-quarterback league where you're only starting one. Do you consider playing those guys over him right yeah, now? Yeah, look, I think Mariota, because of that rushing component, um, certainly offers upside on a game-to-game basis. He's been very consistent thus far this year. Uh, Seattle took a little bit of a U-turn this week where they played a little bit more up-tempo. And look at Tyler. You and I thought Tyler Lockett was not going to be a factor in in fantasy. And lo and behold, the last two weeks, Tyler Lockett has been a big story. Um, So... Look, things change, and you have to bob and weave alongside of it. But, yeah, I think you do have to consider maybe using some of those guys, and particularly against in difficult matchups for certain. I started Mariota and Bench Brady last week. Yeah, I mean, this, I, is I, crazy, this is the craziest thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I think you, to your point, you have to adapt to it. Let's move to running back where, once again, there is tremendous concern over a bunch of these guys within the top ten. Some of them don't look right. Some of them, the usage, I cannot figure out the lie. Oh, by the way, I want to say one thing going back to quarterback. Justin Herbert, that head coach is a complete moron for playing him in the game and then letting him stay out there when they were down 31-10 to 10 and 38-10 to 10 with their franchise quarterback. I, I just don't understand what is going on with that head coach with the Chargers and the usage of, of what they did with Justin Herbert this past week. I mean, if you're looking into the best interest of the player, irrespective of what anyone else says, he wants to play, you let him sit until he's healthy. It's ridiculous. And to let him to take be out there throwing the ball down three touchdowns and four touchdowns with like two minutes left is one of the craziest things I've seen in a long time. I just wanted to say that. Ridiculous. 
Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't disagree with you. So, um, Wiz, as you know, at running back, I, I've become a big advocate, and I didn't. I don't understand this overvaluation of running backs going into the drafts every every year. Uh, I've tried to play this from the angle of more zero running back, where uh, you know, on a number of my teams, I ended up with guys like Pollard and James Robinson. Um, Khalil Herbert on a couple of my teams and it, it's working out just fine right now Khalil Herbert and Jamal Williams are top 10 uh, running backs and that's going to probably move up the injury factors are a huge point at running back it's back again this is a number of years in a row uh, lo and behold Nick Chubb and, and Saquon Barkley at the top of the list in terms of performance but obviously Jonathan Taylor's off to a slow start the offense in Carolina doesn't look right uh, so McCaffrey is definitely uh has had his performance impacted by that. I, I just think running back, I, I think, you know, when we go to the draft next year, people have to rethink their strategy when it comes to these players. Well, with some of these other guys, Joe Mixon, um, again, you know, yeah, Najee, ha- Najee, ha- Najee Harris. Uh, there's no desire to, 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 you know, there doesn't seem like a real concerted effort and desire to run the ball with Cincinnati. Um, how about Austin Eckler? Oh, yeah. I can't figure out the life of me what they're doing with this player. Um, taking him off the field so much. He's an elite third down player. I, you see the usage and you can't figure it out. Alvin Kamara is playing hurt. He, he, he needs to either go on an IR or, or let him till he heals, but he doesn't look anywhere near himself. Um, so there, there, you know, Dalvin Cook hurt. I mean, there is just real concern. Uh, Swift the last couple of weeks, Derrick Henry. Um, <laughs> I know I had a good game this past week, and you predicted that correctly uh, against the Raiders. But this concern with all of these guys—it's it's incredible what's happening inside the top ten or twelve at the running back position. Yeah, and and by the way, you know if you're in a league that uses Fab money and and that type of thing, I think you have to be very patient about how you distribute your monies, and you be, you better be sure. If you're going to plop some money down on a player, uh, it makes sense because this is a long, long season. We've got more injuries to come. Yeah, I mean, if you, if the one thing I will say is, if you see something in the next, um, you know, day or two that you know Herbert is going to be the starter and they're putting Montgomery on on a short, you know, a four week IR, or the same thing with Dalvin Cook. You know, those are guys, and and the same thing with Swift, like Williams, Herbert, and Madison are are guys that I do not think you should waste time with and mess around with. If any of those guys are free agents in your league uh, and, and, and the starter has been put on right now, it stands. There's talk that Davlin Cooks in the play. They're not sure about Montgomery. DeAndre Swift is the one player that they said is going to miss time. But like if those guys are available, you you, you need to go out and get those players because um, they're they're all going to be top ten running backs for the next at least month if uh, if they given the opportunity. And do you agree, Wiz, when we move on to wide receiver here, that there is definitely less of a drop off in performance. There is more consistency. I'm not saying that some guys aren't off to slower starts, but there definitely is less of a drop-off or less concerns, I would say, surrounding the receiver position. Would you agree with that comment? Well, I think I think this is something that we talk about all the time. I think once you get past the sure things within the top five, seven guys, right, and then you start looking at players, I don't know, somewhere between 12 to 35 or 40, 
there are some real hits and there are real some real misses so far this year. But it's what we talk about that you don't go crazy for any of those guys because I think you could shake those names up in a bottle and spit it out and they could they could come out any way. And if you look, uh, I'm in a league wide took two swings and two terrible misses on Darnell Mooney and who and DJ Moore, who were both in the top five, I think, in the NFL in targets last year, was one of the reasons. And been, I mean, Baker Mayfield is just completely killing DJ Moore. I have no idea what's going on with Darnell Mooney. Um, well, Justin, but, Justin, yeah, and, Justin Fields and, is killing Darnell Mooney. And 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 St. Brown, I'm around St. Brown, who is in that group. That's a big hit. I mean, so this is why, like, you don't, you know, waste draft capital or move money or draft money in an auction league, because I just feel like so many of those guys, um, it could come out anyway, all the way from like a, a group of 25 to 30 receivers, um, all in like some sort of a category. That's why you try and get four or five of them where even if you have a couple of duds, you'll have a couple of hits. And, uh, there's some, been some real swings and misses and some guys like Amon Ron St. Brown, who, who looks just absolutely terrific. And, um, yeah, so I, I think, that's a position that, you know, you could really count on in that group to get some real value. And there's already been a number of waiver wire pickups, you know, when it comes to like, you know, Greg Dortch is performing fantastic. Noah Brown, who you talked about earlier, performing fantastically so far. Uh, I'm sure Mac Hollins is going to be a darling this week in waivers. So I'm just saying that there is value to be had uh, at the receiver position. And uh, I, I think that probably applies to tight end as well, Wiz, where, you know, you and I felt that this was an extremely deep position, especially outside of the top three or four guys. You know, there was just so much randomness after that, and I think that's the way that position is playing out so far this season. Tyler Conklin, Wiz, is the number three tight end in fantasy right now. Yeah, I mean, this is why, like, I felt either, you know, you go up and try and get Kelsey or Andrews, or then you just don't worry about the position. Um and uh, I know you and I in the league that we're partners in, we were able to grab Andrews, and he, you know, he's just he's going to be just terrific. I mean, there's so many target shares going to going to him. But yeah, I mean, you just it's a position where um, you know you just feel week in week out there are good streaming and waiver wire options uh, all week. Just take a look at what uh, David Njoka did. He looked like Kellen Winslow Senior. Uh, this past week, he looked incredible. Uh, so I think that's the type of thing that you'll see week in, week out. Aside from Kelsey and Andrews, um, there's, there's just a lot of options there at the position, uh, even in the waiver wire and streaming uh, throughout the season, I believe. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's segue into waiver wire, Wiz. And uh, we talked a little bit about quarterbacks and you know players like Goff, Mariota, Geno Smith. They're going to be sitting on waiver wires. Uh, Mac Jones is obviously going to be gone for quite some time. We don't know how long. I, I don't. I don't trust that Brian Hoyer is actually going to be the solution there. I'm, I, there's some rumors that Cam Newton perhaps is coming back again. Not that that would be a good option. Uh, that's a situation that does need to be watched. However, um, but. Uh, you know, again, a quarterback whiz, if you're struggling with some of the names that we talked about, I think depending on the matchup, those those are the guys that are probably on waiver wires. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen leagues with Geno Smith and Mariota and Matt Ryan. Uh, yeah, you have to go consider getting those players, um, you know, in, in that type of situation, especially in, in super flex leagues where, you know, quarterbacks have been hurt and um, and other quarterbacks are just struggling mightily. Uh, I think Pittsburgh is going to make that change to pick it uh, sooner than later. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure why he's not making that move already, to be honest with you. I know they're playing at home against the Jets um, this week, but he it's not like he's a, you know, a 20 year old kid and, you know, doesn't it, him and Trey Lance, like completely opposite. Just there's so much football that Kenny Pickett has played in his college career and he's 24 years old. You have to see what you have in the first round. So I, I don't quite understand why they're not making the move, but I think they will sooner than later. But to your point, um, yeah, there there are some options at the quarterback position, um, but um, if those other quarterbacks continue to struggle, you know, guys like Mariota are going to be very, very valuable uh, as the season goes on. Yeah, and moving to running back was, uh, you know, we mentioned the injury to Montgomery. Uh, in deeper leagues, uh, you know, a player like Khalil Herbert's not going to be available, but in shallow leagues, he certainly is. Uh, you mentioned Dalvin Cook and uh, Alexander Madison is perfect insurance for that. Uh, Jamal Williams, as we talked about, top 10 running back thus far this year, and DeAndre Swift is going to miss time. So those are players that are definitely going to be uh, at the top of the list, but I think if you if you have a healthy running back right now, uh, you may want to think about some insurance policies out there uh, for the guys uh, that are healthy right now, but perhaps something happens later on. Yeah, I think I can't imagine Jamal Williams. I mean, because he's he's been so much involved the first first week or two of the season. I can't involve imagine that he Clint Herbert maybe I doubt Madison is a free agent, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel you need to go and get one of those guys. I'll tell you a situation that I just feel is going to go somewhere different is the San Francisco 49ers running back situation. Uh, Wilson had, had a crucial fumble at the at the end of the game. I just feel like, it, you know, it's just the way the wind blows with this Kyle Shanahan and what he's going to do with running back. So, I don't know. I still think there's an opportunity for one of those young guys, whether it be Mason or Price, um, when he returns from his injury that, that may eventually get in there. But uh, certainly you have to look at backups. And right now, if you own DeAndre Swift, I think you really got to start looking at Craig Reynolds to pick up. Yeah, I agree with that. And two other guys that kind of have my attention. Uh, I, I thought Jalen Warren looked very good uh, on Thursday night. Uh, if you have Najee Harris, I'd make sure that I had that player rostered. Uh, and the other guy who had a good game the other day uh, – or two weeks ago, excuse me, in mop-up duty. But if I had Devin Singletary, James Cook would be a player that I would be uh, having ownership as well. Yeah, I'm, I like you. Know, I am very high on James Cook. I think he's the best player in that backfield. And he had that opening week fumble on his first carry, but Kareem Hunt, uh, the same thing happened to him. And uh, I think he'll be more involved. And I saw that they actually tried to get him involved in in their very first possession that they had of the game, Buffalo, which is a good sign. And uh, if he becomes um, a key part of that offense, he's capable of doing big things. Just one other player, uh, Justice Hill. Boy, oh boy, he's a... Uh, oh, I love Justice player. Hill. <laughs> Coming out of college, just a talent. Then he had that injury. Just, I don't know, he never could get going. And now, boy, he looks fast and he looks dynamic. And uh, 
that combination of Dobbins and Hill going forward is something to keep your eye on. Um, that's a very, very interesting one-two punch because they're different type of runners. But if you own J.K. Dobbins, um, I don't mind Justice Hill. I know Gus Edwards is a couple of uh, weeks away, I think, from coming back. But he's a different type of runner. Uh, so Justin Hill, uh, I think, had 10 carries for 60 yards on Sunday. And uh, just somebody to keep your eye on him. Yeah, and uh, going to receiver, Wiz, we talked about Noah Brown and Greg Dortch. I think Dortch is going to be part of this offense kind of going forward, especially A.J. Green now hurt. We're still not going to have Hopkins. We don't know how Moore is going to come back, uh, even when he does come back. Or if he's available, I think Rondell Moore is is definitely worth a look. Uh, mentioned Mac Hollins, who had a monster game again two weeks in a row with big target share. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, you know, it's a player that I invested in uh, this year. I, I, you know, to me, he was the best receiver on the field for the Packers on Sunday. Uh, I think we should see that role increase uh, as things move along. And not to say that Christian Watson won't have a say about things, but I think those those young players will get better as the season wears on. Uh, the Giants have injuries, so uh, Kadarius Tony m- might become relevant again with Sterling Shepard going down for the year with his ACL injury. Uh, you mentioned Pickett, Wiz. Uh, what a catch by George Pickens the other night, and I think Pickens is a player if Kenny Pickett is 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 playing quarterback for the Steelers, whose value would go up. I think those are just a few of the names that that, that I kind of have in mind that the receiver position was. Yeah, def- definitely, those are some of the key uh, key guys. I mean, uh, just to touch base on uh, on a, on a few of them, uh, you know, Dobbs looks like he could be, you know, one of these guys that could you know get better and better as the season goes on. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to run their offense the same way they run it a few years ago, and they're going to keep Noel Brown, Gallup, and, and CeeDee Lamb on the field at the same time. Um, you know, I just think Noel Brown is just one of these guys that just looks terrific. He catches everything. He has a tremendous catch radius, so I really like him as well. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, the thing with Dorch is – that rather more may come back, but that type of injury just seems like it could be re-aggravated and he just, he just looks good. And, uh, with no AJ green and, and Hopkins coming back, I just can't imagine a scenario where he Dorch, I mean, is just completely out of the play game plan. So, uh, I don't mind holding on to that player at all. And, you know, at tight end as usual, Wiz, you know, if you look at the, I mentioned Conklin being the number three tight end so far. He's only owned in like 22% of leagues. Uh, it looks like uh, Robert Tanyan's role is expanding a little bit. He had seven catches this past week. Those are, those are two players, uh, you mentioned Njuku as well, uh, who will who is rostered in, in a few more leagues than the two players that I just mentioned. I think there's always options at the tight end uh, position, and uh, those are the two guys that have my the most attention from we, me this week was. Yeah, I think those are the guys that, that, that make sense. I think, you know, people have been kind of like waiting on Tanyan, but, um, but certainly, um, you know, that's, um, Conklin is just one of these guys that is just a good football player. And with the Jets, he's a different type of guy. He's a check down receiver. And that's why he gets a lot of targets. And um, it's not really surprised how well he's playing. All right, fantastic. Uh, any other uh, any other points that you want to make before we wrap it up, Wiz? No, nothing. We'll be back uh, to talk about the uh, about the Thursday game and uh, 
Should be a very, very good game. Hopefully it'll be a fun game, an offensive game, Cincinnati and the Dolphins. So uh, looking forward to that one. All right, fantastic. So Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Make sure you're subscribing. Hopefully you're enjoying uh, everything that we're putting through each each and every week. Uh, Wiz, you have a good rest of the night. Uh, we got Mets baseball coming up in that tight pennant race. Uh, enjoy that, and uh, we'll talk to everybody on Thursday. You got it.